Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of McDuffie Minute, the podcast that covers everything you need to know about McDuffie County. From Thompson, to Deering, to McDuffie County's government, to the school system, and all points in between, I'm your host, Jason Smith. And I'm Christopher Wells. On this episode, we're talking with McDuffie County Superintendent of Schools, Michelle Rhodes, about the start of the 2022-2023 school year. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Rhodes. I appreciate you both having me here today. Thank you for welcoming me in for this first ever podcast for our community. Sure. To get started, can you briefly just tell us uh, about yourself and you know how you got into education? Absolutely. This will be my 29th year as an educator. 25 of those have been spent here in McDuffie County. I began my career here as a teacher at Maxwell Elementary School, later became the assistant principal and then the principal of Maxwell. At that point, transitioned to the McDuffie County Board of Education Central Office, where I was charged with federal programs, testing, and curriculum and instruction. This will be my ninth year as the McDuffie County School System Superintendent. Well, as we sit here today, school starts in less than a week. What do you want parents and students to know as they head back to the classrooms on August 1st? I encourage all of our parents and our students certainly to attend our open house that is being held this Thursday. We will be welcoming students with the last names of A through J from 4.30 to 6 p.m. on all campuses, and then the last names of K through Z from 6 in the evening until 7.30. This is an opportunity for our students and our parents to not only meet their teachers, but to visit each campus, give our students an opportunity to walk from class to class, and to also be able to, at that point, determine which supplies they will need for the upcoming school year. So that's the 28th, and as we move into the new school year, obviously for the past two years, COVID has been on everyone's mind. You've made accommodations for that. Now that COVID is starting to slowly creep back in in some locations, what are the protocols this year? Are you making any additional adjustments for that, that sort of thing? We, we are. We have just recently reviewed with our administrators in the last week our updated safety plan for the 2022-23 school year. In addition to the, the protocols that we normally would use for the opening of school, during COVID, we added many safety measures, which have proven to be effective in minimizing the impact of COVID in our school community. Some of those are the electrostatic foggers that we use in each of our schools. Those are used every evening after the campuses have been emptied by both students and staff. In addition, our local Board of Education approved early on at the beginning of COVID ionization units to be placed in all of our classrooms in every facility, but not just the facilities in our district, but our entire transportation fleet. We continue to utilize hand sanitizer dispensers at all entrances and exits of our schools. 
Our teachers, faculty, and staff, as well as our bus drivers, maintain seating charts to provide for immediate contact tracing of any cases of COVID that we may have in our school community. We are prepared to take on these challenges, and at any point, should the numbers increase, we will move to augmented measures as we see the need. Most businesses and organizations uh, have been at home a lot. Last year, you integrated back in the school system at what point, and do you see that shifting anymore this year? We, we were face-to-face for the entire year, last school year, with the exception of one week in January, and that was following the holiday season where we saw a tremendous increase here in our community and our cases, and also among our faculty and staff. That, too, is something that we have to take into consideration is adequate coverage of our classrooms. We certainly do not want to combine classes to the point that we have too many students in one area. We do not anticipate having to move to closures during this school year. We are going to continue to implement the safety protocols that we have in place. Our augmented strategies we will move to if the cases seem to increase. And I'll give you an example of some of those. Uh, An example of one augmented strategy would be to close our dressing rooms for physical education classes. Another would be in our elementary schools, moving our specials teachers, such as PE and music, to classrooms rather than our students moving to those large common areas. We are going to do our best, though, to keep all of our students in the schools face-to-face as we know children learn best through direct instruction in the environment with their teacher. So another big thing that's been in uh, the news is school safety following the Uvalde shooting at Robb Elementary. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about what McDuffie County is doing to keep teachers and staff and students safe? Absolutely. Uh, I am proud to share with all of our listeners that our school district is one of our local school districts. The only other school district that has the system is Emanuel County that is a complete security alert system for all of our campuses. And that system is um, referred to as Centegix. This is a badge that our faculty wears each day. It enables us in less than five seconds to shut down a school or the school district. This immediately sends a notification to all computers within the district, all administrative communication devices, alerting us of the emergency that we have, as well as the location of that emergency. And we are very pleased to have that here in our community. Of course, we have approved through the Georgia Emergency Management Agency a school safety plan for each of our schools. Our system safety plan has been recognized by Georgia Emergency Management Agency as an exemplar throughout the state for school districts. And we, too, of course, have daily checklists in place where we have employees checking doors and entrances throughout the day. All of our doors remain locked and secure, and again, we use those checklists to ensure that those are checked multiple times throughout the school day. Our school system 
the last two years have added to the schools that did not have secured vestibules, secured vestibules to ensure that no visitor can walk immediately into any of our schools without going through a secured vestibule area. And I will also note that our system is one of very few in our area that has school resource officers on each of our campuses. All right. It's a, it's a big job, obviously, to keep students safe. So how do you approach that, uh, you know, with the Board of Education and all the employees and keeping everybody's kids safe and, and still learning at the same time? The safety of the children in this school district, as well as our employees, is our top priority. And this is a discussion that we have at each of our meetings with our board, as well as with our school administrators. Learning cannot take place if children are not safe and they feel safe on our campuses. That's our first and foremost priority. Once we meet those basic needs of safety with our students, then certainly learning will take place and instruction will be effective in each of those classrooms. And I will continue to emphasize this as we have in the last few weeks with our employees. Safety is paramount. It's our number one job to keep these children safe and our faculty and staff. Speaking of learning, um, I did want you to touch a little bit on the accreditation score. We just recently learned uh, a few months ago, I think it was, that um, Cognia came through and did the accreditation for the district. Can you tell us about what that means for the students in McDuffie County? I'd be happy to. Cognia is a worldwide organization with vetted, trained educators from across the world that come to basically analyze the inner operations of a school district. They are looking for several things. One is a streamlined curriculum for students with specific learning targets, measurable objectives, and effective classroom instruction that occurs on a daily basis. They also are looking to ensure that the school district is utilizing data appropriately to make changes to instruction to best meet the instructional needs of our students. And we were delighted. Out of a score of 400, our school district scored 386.94. There are 31 indicators in the process of Cognia accreditation, and 30 of those 31 indicators, we achieved the highest rating possible. I attribute that to our faculty and our staff, as well as our administrators, for a streamlined curriculum, which measures the instructional needs of every student in this district. And I will say that that is one of the things that makes our school system stand out among others, because all of our instructional decisions are made for individual students. Instructional plans are based on the needs of individual students, and Cognia recognize that we are doing that on a daily basis. You mentioned the school system standing out, and accreditation is one of those things, and the stellar score you receive for that. What are some of the other things that you see every day that you know, others may not that you think makes McDuffie County school system shine like it should? I'll mention several that, that I believe enable us to stand out among the rest. And, and I'll, I'll talk about these through the grade spans of the district, beginning with elementary school. Our school system has an extraordinarily successful guided reading program for our students. 
And in each of our elementary classrooms, students are broken down into small groups of instruction, no more than six children at one time, based on their individual instructional needs. Those students are provided direct instruction for no less than 60 minutes a day, where they are grouped and regrouped based on the skills that the teacher notes necessary for them to achieve success. And I will say that our our most recent assessment data that we reviewed at the end of this school year indicates that this program continues to be a success. At the beginning of this year, 29% of our kindergartners were reading on grade level. We certainly were pleased to note that in the month of May, 99% of our kindergartners were reading on and above grade level. And I attribute this to the fact that we do teach children in small groups direct instruction based on their individual needs. At the middle school level, I I would highlight the fact that we are one of very few school districts in the state that are offering high school credit to our eighth grade students. We are doing this through a compressed curriculum in grades six and seven. And I'm just pleased to note that we had 273 students who took place in our high school credit offerings in eighth grade this year. And they are crossing the street to Thompson High School, earning 658 credits towards graduation. This allows those children to have more opportunity for dual enrollment as they um, matriculate through the school system, but it also allows for the opportunity for them to also have multiple career and technical agricultural education pathways as high school students. At our high school level, we were very pleased with the progress of one of our CTAE programs, and that is the Early Childhood Program led by Mrs. Lori Watley. Mrs. Watley has been one of our McDuffie County Teachers of the Year, and we were pleased to note that we had 13 seniors under her direction that committed to the Georgia Future Educators Day, and we look forward to growing our own and welcoming those 13 students back to McDuffie County Schools as educators in the future. You mentioned the dual enrollment. We have an Augusta Tech campus here in McDuffie County. Talk to me a little bit about that partnership, where that can go, some of those items. We, we continue to have a strong partnership with Augusta Tech here in our community. Our students are attending Augusta Tech on a daily basis. We actually began the offering of the high school units in eighth grade so that more students could attend Augusta Tech at, at the conclusion of their time at Thompson High School. Those students are achieving. We have many on graduation night that are noted as CNA completers as the process that they use at Augusta Tech in conjunction with our health occupation program at Thompson High School. This has been a great success for our students and looking past the traditional schedule in middle school and high school has really opened those doors for our students to be able to attend Augusta Tech and other institutions. So we talked about the good stuff and I don't want to say this is bad stuff, but what do you see as some of the bigger challenges that you as a school system face on a daily basis? 
one of the things that we have noted um, after the impact of COVID is just being able to get our students to school on time and student attendance. Certainly for us to be able to move the needle on achievement, we need our students in place and in school every day. We have struggled since COVID with uh, student tardies and absenteeism, and we are working to offer incentives for our students to be on campus each day, but that that is definitely a struggle. But I will also say that one of the things that is a positive from our, our COVID era is that we learned that many of our parents, we are able to engage more thoroughly through virtual opportunities of parent conferences and meetings. That has been a positive and we'll continue to offer those opportunities for our parents. Many of our parents here in our community are working shifts and the virtual meetings and offer them the opportunity during their break to best engage with our faculty and staff. So you mentioned parents came out of COVID being more virtually involved with the school system and taking advantage of the opportunities to have virtual meetings that that fit more to their schedule. And as you look at more digital opportunities, the use of social media and that sort of thing to reach your audiences, I think one of the important things that we've talked about before is spotlighting the great work that students do. Uh, I stumbled upon Bright Wings, which is a great publication that features some of this. Tell me a little bit about how that came to be and what's in it and how people can find it. Bright Wings is located on our district webpage, and Bright Wings is a a publication. It is created by our curriculum and instruction director, Dr. Lynn Cato. The Bright Wings publication features not only student writings, but artwork. These are incredible examples of the talents of the students within our school system, from early elementary students to our high school students at Thompson High School. One of our pieces of artwork was actually recognized in our 10th um, district by Jody Heiss, One of our students' renditions of Jimi Hendrix, a beautiful work of art. And and this is just one way that we can showcase the talents of our students. And so please take an opportunity, visit the McDuffie County School System webpage and check out Bright Wings. Yeah, as a graduate of the McDuffie County School System, I remember many more years ago, that Bright Wings was a publication, a printed publication. And I probably still have some of those in my collection somewhere. I think I'm, I had a couple of things that were published in there. So that's that's a great way to, to recognize the students and especially those that may not be on the front line of sports and those other activities, but can really see the value of their work. We, we certainly look for all opportunities to recognize our students. We, in visiting our campuses, we recognize students in the hallways. But to have this as a publication that shows them that they are published authors and artists is just one more way to continue to encourage them to, to strive in, in any um, aspect possible to make them more successful here in our community. So can't wrap up conversation with the school system without talking about football. Uh, As we're moving into that season, from the county perspective and the local government perspective, I know that we've got some construction going on there that has been delayed for various reasons. And so 
fans are going to have to deal with some some dirt and equipment on the first couple of games. But what kind of accommodations are you making for that? And are there any changes coming to the football season uh, beyond that that people need to be aware of? I, I would encourage our local community to to fill the brickyard as we begin the opening of the season. Nothing shows our students more support than seeing that stadium full. I, over time, believe that one of the joining factors of this community has always been Friday nights and the excitement of Friday nights. So I would encourage our community to please attend the football games. Don't don't allow the construction in front of the stadium to inhibit attendance. And we have a very strong ROTC program at Thompson High School. We will have our cadets out and available to help assist in parking in the field across from the brickyard. They will be there to help in any way possible. We also, too, will have lighting in place to um, prevent from any dark areas around the Board of Education to allow our spectators to feel safe and to be able to find a place for parking. And we certainly, we welcome everyone to attend and we encourage you to attend to support our student athletes. So that first game is Friday, August 19th. There will be a gathering in the Big Dog parking lot at 4.30. The dog walk will begin at 5. I think that's a new tradition this year where, similar to the University of Georgia, they're going to let the players walk through fans and really get the encouragement and set that atmosphere on the front end. First game's against Burke County. There will be a tailgate party to follow, and I think everyone's really looking forward to it. Michelle, I want to thank you for being here today and uh, being our first guinea pig on this uh, new excursion as we take it and look forward to a great school year. It's my pleasure to be here and I look forward to an opportunity to come back again. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you to our listeners also for logging in and tuning in. That's it for the first episode of McDuffie Minute. Come back next time for more ways to help make your community a reflection of you. And as always, when you get a chance, take a minute and learn a little bit about McDuffie County.